You're listening to KYMN 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and streaming online at KimRadio.net. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's the show that covers America's pastime through the eyes of the people who love it the most. From journalists to broadcasters, and of course, the athletes that play the game, we will have all your bases covered. Here's your host, Colin Landsteiner. Good morning, Norfield. We got a great show planned for you today, including a couple interviews. One being with Twins radio announcer from the Treasure Island Baseball Radio Network, Corey Provis. But uh, before that, we are going to get to a conversation I had earlier this week with Dundas Dukes PA announcer Ira Carlson. The conversation topic, of course, the new stadium renovations at Memorial Park. All right, this is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Our guest, Ira Carlson from the Dundas Dukes. Ira, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Nice to be back in the studio. It's good to have you here, Ira. And, you know, it's good to have the weather be nice out there and to be talking some Dundas baseball here. Ira, you work the PA down at Memorial Park and do the scoreboard, music, all that. Tell us a little bit more about your role and how long you've been involved. I've been uh, behind the uh, mic at the ballpark for uh, this will be my 22nd season. So I started, uh, I joined the Dundas Baseball Association on the board back in 99 but then uh, found out that they needed somebody to announce a a game and uh, early in the 2000s I got in there and pretty much haven't got me out of there since so you know know, I grew up out there as a kid in Dundas so I've first been going to Duke's games since I was seven years old so I already kind of had enjoyed the magic of it so it was kind of fun to get involved with it but no I kind of got in there originally just doing the announcing but then every so often somebody wouldn't show up and before I know it I was running the scoreboard here and there and then we you know obviously I'm in IT and you know the ambiance there with a uh, cassette tape player and holding the mic up to that that wasn't going to work well so we uh, introduced not only better music system but laptop and you know audio and everything else and so yeah it's it's been a slow progress but yeah 22nd season coming up so in 22 seasons a lot can change from holding up that cassette player up to the microphone and we got some big renovations coming up this season it's got to be exciting uh, over the years, we've had a couple different, you know, kind of bigger uh, moments. We did a lot of work uh, going into, so the current sound system and uh, a lot of the stuff that we did was actually back in 2002 to get ready for the 2003 state tournament. And now we've been, you know, as we, you know, about five or six years ago, we did the big uh, initial stadium uh, rebuild where we moved the grandstand uh, or moved the backstop back, gave a little more room on the field and introduced a whole bunch of stadium seating and everything else. But the original grandstand and, uh, you know, stuff that had been there since the 90s uh, had been starting to show its age. So yeah, we uh, have done a big capital uh, improvement uh, push right now and we're rebuilding the grandstand. So we're adding in another 100 stadium seats. So uh, brand new you know, orange seating that you can, uh, you know, we could talk about in a little bit, but with donations, you can kind of uh, get your name or plaque put on one, you know, to help with that uh, cost of stuff. And of course, I get a brand new home. My press box is getting rebuilt for the first time and. uh I th- like I said, I want to say the uh, the current grandstand was built about thirty years ago, so it was it was ready for a refresh. The wood was a little deteriorated, so we're getting a brand new press box and another new sound system. I'm sure the last game in the old press box was a little bit bittersweet, but you got to be excited for the new one, right? 
Yeah, as you know, as a kid, they used to announce the you know the the baseball games on top of when I was down there as a kid. They'd have just somebody sitting on a stool on top of the dugout, you know, uh, going off of one wall uh, sound system. And then when we redid it in two thousand two, we did it a little better and nicer. And now we're going to have an actual subwoofer, uh, you know, professional company coming in and giving us some little more. So yeah, slowly but surely, that park is uh, maturing into more and more of like a wonderful destination. It was always was a good destination, but even better now. Throwback, I think. You've told me stories. You used to do the scoreboard as a kid at the Dukes Park, right? Yeah, you uh, had to carry these big, uh, heavy uh, wooden crates full of metal tins, and you'd sit out in uh, left field on the scoreboard. And, you know, of course, as a kid, you're only about 10, 11, 12 years old, and you're kind of not paying attention. And so the <laughs> left fielder's telling you when to change the numbers on the scoreboard, and you're just hanging numbers, sitting there getting a you know, sunburn as you're sitting there uh, enjoying that. But, yeah, so I only did that a couple times. It was a lot more fun to shag the uh, foul balls and home runs for a little bit of money than, you know, sitting out there. I mean, you did get paid, but it wasn't as enjoyable compared to, you know, chasing. You know, I I had a wonderful time being a kid, uh, being out there with, you know, Lou Olson and uh, Buddha and Bill Nelson and all these guys and some really, you know, really big home runs and stuff. So, you know, shagging home runs and, fall balls was a lot of fun as a kid you know that 10 cents a fall ball uh quarter a home run and you know could uh, pay for your hot dogs and candy that way so absolutely great fun if you're a kid to head down yep oh and it's a lot better now uh, financially for a kid (laughs) one dollar fall ball right yeah dollar fall ball (laughs) so you know normally we'd be you know a lot of the other ballparks are uh 25 cents for a foul ball maybe 50 cents but we've worked out a wonderful deal where we sell sponsorship on the foul balls and so a foul ball is one dollar every foul ball one dollar so kids uh you know if you've got small kids and you want to bring them out it's a great way to keep them active they'll be chasing foul balls all night long and you can sit and enjoy a baseball game and you know the kids will pay for their own food uh hopefully you know so we're here with ira carlson from the dundas dukes ira we're talking about the renovations uh, what's the timeline for that right now well, our season starts coming up uh, a week from uh, about a week from now, you know, April thirtieth. So we're getting our first couple games in. Unfortunately, we're not going to quite be ready for that. But the uh, the press box lumber and everything else. So the concrete, everything there was already. Uh, we you know the old grandstand was torn down last fall. All the concrete's in place, so everything's there ready to go for that. The press box itself is going to be being built next week. Uh, but we probably won't be completely, you know, we won't be done all the way through, but the shell will be there, doors on, windows, that kind of stuff, but we'll have a little more build-out. Sound system is coming within the next uh, week or two. We've got those guys coming out to put that stuff in. Uh, And then uh, I'm not sure on the timeline of the seats, but those will be coming pretty soon too. So it should be completely wrapped up by uh, late, uh, May, but you know, hopefully sooner. We're you know we're going to be trying to get it done. Of course, we always want to get it done a little sooner, but scheduling, weather, you never can quite you know put it all together. But yeah, so by the time we're done, hundred new seats, brand new press box, brand new sound system, going to be really a, a nice uh, addition to the ballpark. So once we get into the summer, I'm sure it'll be all done, and kids are going to have to find something fun to do. I know you mentioned the fall balls, of course, families. Just pitch for us, Ira. For anyone who hasn't been to a Dukes game, what makes it so special, and why should someone bring their family down and catch a game? 
Well, first of all, you actually get some really good baseball. I mean, if you haven't had a chance to look up the history of Minnesota town baseball, Minnesota is still one of the few states around in the whole country that still has this wonderful, wonderful presence. You hear about Woodback, college bat leagues. You get some of those. You know, you can go there, but kids come and go. When you sign up with a town ball team, a lot of times these guys are with these teams for a really long time. You know, uh, we've got some guys that have been with the team since the uh, you know early two thousands or in. Rich Bordas's case since the 90s, you know, so we've got guys that have really been around a long time. But it's it's really good baseball from really good college guys, but you can also talk to the players, uh, you know, during the game, after the game, everything else. It's a wonderful family atmosphere. We've got, you know, concessions with, you know, hot dogs, popcorn, you know, you basically your good typical uh you know, fair, you know, including a, you know, a nice cold beverage if you want one, you know, both uh, non-alcoholic or alcoholic, you know, and you can sit out there with your family and bring them out. And uh, for a pretty decent price, you can, uh, you know, fair price, you can enjoy it. There is no uh, entrance fee. We do pass a hat around the uh, fifth inning, but, you know, you you pass the hat and you're just throwing whatever it was worth to you. So, but overall, it's a wonderful, wonderful family experience. You know, like I said, I grew up in the ballpark, fell in love with it. You know, I'd hear the crack of the bat, quit mowing my lawn and run down there to, you know, watch the baseball game, you know. So it's, I think once you get out there, it's it's hard to describe, but it's just a wonderful, I think it's a flashback to how baseball was and should be. You know, there's a lot less, I mean, yeah, we had a little, uh, you know, atmosphere and everything else around it, but it's still a wonderful atmosphere where you can just show up, you can sit in the, the regular chairs, you can bring your, uh, you know, you can have a picnic out there, everything else. They're, we're right in the Memorial uh, Park, so you've got, you know, kids area for them to go play, you know, ample parking. You know, it's a really cheap, easy way to bring your kids out. You can stay for the whole game, only come for a couple innings, whatever you want to do, you know. Again, we're here with Ira Carlson from the Dundas Dukes. And Ira, as we wrap up, we need to touch on what you're here for, right? We need to get donations for the ballpark renovations. Ira, where can someone go to make a donation? So the easiest is just to go to our website, dundasdukes.com. Uh, we're doing a lot of different things. You know, Obviously, we'd love to have donations at any level, but the, the most obvious easy one to do is those seats. We've got, you know, I said we're getting about 100 new seats, and what we have is basically naming rights to them. You know, it's not your reserve spot, but it's a naming right on there. Uh, I did mine of the first one around, but this time around I'm doing some for some family members. But you get your name on a plaque on the seat. And if you just want to do one seat, it's a $300 donation. But if you want to do two or more, it's only $250 apiece. So two seats for $500. It's a pretty easy, affordable uh, you know, thing. But you can go to dundasdukes.com. We actually have an online uh, system right through uh, Square. Using Square is kind of our backup uh, payment system, so most of you already know Square. It's pretty easy. You can log right in and uh, take care of that, and you can get your names put on a plaque. But obviously, we'll take any additional help we can get because we're, you know, this is a big project. Uh, I, I wish Mike Ludwig, he was hopefully going to be here with us. You know, he's kind of the uh, overall groundskeeper, general manager, jack of all trades. He's, you know, I'm talking about it like it's my project, but really it's Mike's project, and I wish he was here to talk about it a little more. But it's a big project. It's in there. Uh, you know, We're going to have a little more coming up. The one last thing we're going to try to get done before the state tournament next year is a new scoreboard You because know, that's – that thing is uh, quite old. I was out there changing all the light bulbs out. You know, last, yeah, last very year's. different project than changing yeah, the yeah. uh, six hundred light bulbs to uh, replace them and everything else. But yeah, we want to get to a more of a standard LED digital board. But you know, that again, it'll be the next big phase. But 
hopefully it gets everything ready. I guess we didn't even talk about it, but we're hosting the state tournament uh, next yeah. year. So 2022, we're hosting the state tournament with Faribault, uh, Meesville being the third site. So we're really trying to get some of that up and really show off the you know the wonderful area of Northfield. We'll probably be reaching out back uh, at that time, hopefully get us some extra volunteers to kind of help cover you know all the manpower needed for an event like that. Man, I'm, I'm giddy about this. I'm looking forward to these renovations and, of course, the state tournament. Thank you again for stopping in here today, Ira. Oh, not a problem. Thank you for having me. It, uh, it's always wonderful to talk a little Duke's baseball. Obviously, you've been out there helping me uh, you know, with some of the announcing duties and uh, internship and everything else. So I, we've always greatly appreciate your help. So glad to come in here and talk to you a little bit about it. Ira Carlson from the Dundas Dukes. Again, you can make a donation to those new ballpark renovations at DundasDukes.com. We'll be right back with our next guest, Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. You're listening to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Just as pitchers use a mix of pitches to achieve success, investors need a diversified portfolio to meet today's challenges. Falk Financial Services is an independent financial planning firm that can help you build a strategy that considers investment risks while working to help you reach your goals. To learn more, call 507-645-2993 or visit us at falkfinancial.com. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities offered through First Heartland Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through First Heartland Consultants. Falk Financial Services is not affiliated with First Heartland Capital. Welcome back to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Our guest, Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. Corey, thanks for taking the time this morning to chat some baseball. Good morning, Colin. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's always good to be in on a Saturday morning and to talk some baseball, right? It is. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it's uh, kind of a cold, dreary day, but... Uh... You know what? We're going to play. Uh, it's going to stay dry, and uh, always enjoy coming to the ballpark. And Corey, let's get right to it. Uh, Twins get a big win last night, beating the Pirates two to nothing. Ja Happ had a fantastic night on the mound. Uh, how important was it for the Twins' confidence to get that win last night? Yeah, I think the most important element of it was the fact that he pitched deep into the ball game, more than just individual accomplishments and all that. I think the bullpen was pretty thin. When I when I mean thin, I mean there were the, the certain guys, the high leverage guys, that I think were probably going to be unavailable, or in the case of Taylor Rogers, were going to be available for maybe two or three hitters max. Um, so I think they were going to be a little bit thin at the back end. So to go as deep as he did, I thought was was huge for this team as they kind of move into the rest of this homestand then into Cleveland starting on Monday night. So it, it was a great showing there from Hap. And, uh, you know, I, I called the no-hitter before, and it was when the Twins got no-hit, when uh, Jared Weaver no-hit the Twins in Anaheim back in, what, 2012 or 2013, whenever that was. Um, last night, you look back on it and you say, okay, was there kind of a fluky play? And to me, the fifth inning, uh, where it looked like uh, Wilmer Defoe had a hit, and then he was ruled out for running out of the baseline. That was one I went back to in my mind and said, okay, well, that was kind of a fluky thing. It was a judgment call. The Twins benefited from that call, and maybe that we'll look back at it and say, okay, that was that was the key moment in the game for him to reach for uh, you know to reach a no hitter. 
nearly perfection, too, if not for the walks. But it was a great showing, and it was cool to be part of it last night. Taylor Rogers has been part of this club for quite a while now, Corey, and he got in the game last night picking up his first save of the season. For a bullpen that has really struggled this year, do you think he, you could see Rogers playing a big role in turning around that narrative? I do, and he's throwing harder to me. That's what's been cool is that seeing him throw as hard as he has been. He's been throwing 95, 96, he had 98 in Milwaukee, his first outing of the season, and that was a legit 98. I wasn't sold that the gun was was hot at uh, at American Family Field that day, but that was a legit 98. Uh, he's a leader on this team, and to me, the, the bullpen, to your point, has not been great. Uh, Colome has struggled. Robles has been okay. Uh, Duffy's velocity has been down. Uh, Cody Sechak pitched himself off the team, so he's at the alternate site right now. Yeah, the bullpen, it needs to step it up a little bit, and uh, Taylor Rogers is going to play a vital role in making that happen. We've got to talk about Byron Buxton, who's off to really the best start of a season in his career. Uh, you know, outside of, you know, the simple things is he's just healthy and producing at a consistent level. What are some things Buxton is doing differently this season? I really think he has a plan. I think that for so long, Byron Buxton was hearing about what he's doing wrong with his feet, what he's doing wrong with his hands, and all the mechanics that go into a, to a hitter's swing. He was getting input. Whether or not he wanted it or not, he was getting input from too many people. And he's just an amazingly gifted athlete that said, you know what, shush, I'm going to do what I feel comfortable doing, and we'll see how it goes. And now he's set with that. He's set with that part of his, his game right now. And now his attention is, okay, how is that guy 60 feet, six inches away trying to get me out? So he's able to study and really spend time, not so much on himself, but on the picture that he's facing and what that individual is going to do to try to get him out, to try to get him to chase. He did not hit fastballs at all last year. His numbers were terrible against fastballs. He's pummeling fastballs. And he's pummeling pitches up. And I think what you saw last night, the way that JT Brubaker pitched him, I think we might see more of that. I think teams are going to pitch him down. Fastballs down, sliders away, changeups away, curveballs away, and down. Because he's catching up with everything up. He's catching up with a belt-high, letter-high pitch and hitting it to right, hitting it out. Uh, but he's uh, he, he's amazing. I'm not sure if it comes across on the air or not, but you start to hear little ripples of MVP chants around the ballpark. And I've said this a few times on the air, that if he plays in a, you know, 135, 140 games, I truly believe he'll be in that conversation at season's end. Let's take a quick look at our pitching matchup, Corey. We've got Michael Pineda for the Twins and Trevor Cahill. You know, Pineda's been really good. And Pineda, to his credit, is somebody that, you know, he just keeps his team in the game. And it's not that you get tremendous length out of Pineda, but he just keeps the team in the game. He had a deep start last time out, which was welcome, but... He just has avoided that big inning, and he's going to throw three pitches, and the hitters know what's coming, but they do very little with it. He doesn't walk too many, and he just he just gives his teammates a chance to stay in the game and win the game. You know, Kale is a veteran. You know, the Twins you know should have success against him today. I also think the Twins might try to run on him today. Uh, you know, some tendencies that they saw with former teammate Sergio Romo. Remember the Oakland game the other day? They they were running on him. And I, I think they spot similar tendencies with Cahill. That if, the certain, if there are certain guys that are on first base, I think they may look to run a little bit today. 
Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. If you like that conversation with Corey, well, guess what? Part two with Corey is coming up next week. Corey and I discussed his career, some of his favorite baseball memories, among other things. Again, the show will air next week at noon. And don't forget, you can always podcast us on kymnradio.net. Special thanks, of course, to Corey and Ira Carlson from the Dundas Dukes. My name is Colin Landsteiner, and you've been listening to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Don't go anywhere, guys. we got a lot of great programming throughout the rest of the day, including the Minnesota Twins taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. First pitch at 110, the pregame starting at 1230. Until then, have a great rest of your Saturday. You're listening to KYMN 95.1, The One.